This is Tara Wilhelmy, your Tuesday morning host of the 8 O'Clock Buzz. We love bringing you this eclectic blend of community, culture, and so much more. In return, we ask for some support through donations to the station. It's easy. Go to wartfm.org slash donate. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening in. You're listening to WRT 89.9 Madison. Listener-sponsored community radio. The People's Station. No justice! No No justice! No No justice! No justice! No justice! No, I say you've been misled. You've been had. You've been took. Good morning, Madison. Dear Hustlers, mount up. It's Tuesday. It is December 26, 2023, and guess who's behind the mic again? That's right. It's me, Stan Woodard. (laughs) I'm happy to be here with you as we welcome you to uh, today's today's Tuesday 8 o'clock buzz. And because of the time, last week I was here, I did a a pre-Christmas show, if you will. And today I'm doing a Kwanzaa show because the day after Christmas starts the seven days of Kwanzaa. And for those of you who may not be aware of Kwanzaa, we're going to be explaining that to you. And for those of you who may know about Kwanzaa, but, oh, I, you know, I forgot this, uh, we're going to help remind you. So what about that? <laughs> but uh, the Kwanzaa's are what we call the seven principles, okay? We'll talk about those uh, seven principles with the gentleman that I know. I call him gentleman. I call him doctor. I call him teacher. I mean, he does so many things for this community, and that's going to be Dr. Charles Taylor. And he'll be with me after we cut in uh, and play one another Kwanzaa song to get us started. And then uh, Dr. Taylor and I will talk about Kwanzaa and what it means and why it's important uh, uh, at this time of the year. And in addition to that, we're going to have some giveaways um, uh, throughout the show as we, well, maybe not throughout the show. We'll probably do it as I wind up towards the uh, towards the half hour. But we've got some giant Kwanzaa books, how to celebrate it in your home. So call some people up and make sure they want to call in. These are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And you need to come in and get them uh, today. Because it's the first day of Kwanzaa. I try to get it within the next day or so uh, so that you can celebrate Kwanzaa and have some knowledge of it and share with those who don't know, especially little peoples or young people, as I call them. Uh, you can let them know. All right. So this is your Tuesday buzz. When I come back, I'm going to have Dr. Charles Taylor with me and we're going to talk about. Kwanzaa, and I think we're going to play this first cut. It's the first day of Kwanzaa. Let me just tell you. <clears throat> Today is Umoja, which is unity. Kuchichagulia. Can you say that? Self-determination. Ujima. Collective work and responsibility. Ujamaa. Cooperative economics. Nia. Purpose. 
Kuumba, creativity. Imani, faith. Those are the seven principles of Kwanzaa. So stay with me. This is your Tuesday, 8 o'clock buzz. All right, we're back at you this morning. It's the Tuesday, 8 o'clock buzz on WORT 89.9 FM here in uh, Madison. And uh, I'm happy to be with you. Stan Woodard is uh, me back behind the mic. I want to thank the the folks who normally do now the Tuesday buzz. for. I gave them a little, uh, t- little leave off, if you will, and thank them for letting me come in and uh, do the show for the last uh a couple times. This will be my last time for a while, and there's, there's no telling unless you pound on the door and say, I want stand back. No, you know, I don't want to take that away from the folks that are doing the show. It's their turn. All right. But every now and then I would do that. But um, let me tell you, you know, I didn't tell you the engineer for the Tuesday buzz that's going on right now is none other than my man, John Minor. So, Jono is with us this morning, if you wonder who is the engineer, and the, you know what I like to call that, the Minister of Communications, that's another one of my normal phrases, Kathy is uh, out front, because I'm going to be giving some giveaways, you're going to, some, some giveaways, and you're going to have to call in, and uh, call our main number, John will tell you what that main number is, hey John, what's the main number by the way, bro? 608-256-2001. There it is, 608-256-2001. But let's now, let's get to a man that I have. Uh, man, he's taught me a lot, let me tell you. I've known him from in college situations, and we've worked, with, worked together on the community situations. Uh, and he is Dr. Charles Taylor. Brother Taylor, welcome to the Tuesday Buzz. Thank you, Stan. It's a pleasure being with you. You know, we're today we're not going to talk about any edumentation, so to speak, <laughs> is what your background is in. You know, I like to mess with people. Uh, but uh, you're also quite knowledgeable and supportive of Kwanzaa, which starts today. Tell me a little bit about what is it about Kwanzaa that got you, you know, involved in, in dealing with Kwanzaa? Well, I think it's, it's based on the African value system. And Dr. Milana Karenga, he's the founder of Kwanzaa, and he introduced a set of seven principles. And th- these principles are the foundation of the Kwanzaa holiday. And I think you you read some of those previously. Yeah. And, and these seven principles are beneficial not only to blacks, but to all of humankind. And, and people ask, well, why should we even celebrate these se- seven principles? Well, because they help build a strong community. And they promote seven values that are that are very important in our life. But to me, these principles remind us that our human destiny is a shared destiny, that we cannot achieve it by going it alone. And we've got to find a way to work together because our very survival as a species is at stake. There's no question about it. And uh, Dr. Ron Karinga he did my show many, many years ago. I had him on the show to talk about uh, Kawans and the Seven Principles. And when you think about them, and let's talk a little bit about them, 
in terms of what their meanings are. I ran through that, sure. but I'm going to give it to you, um, okay. uh, Dr. Taylor, so you can let folks get a little feel for it. Today is number one, Umoja. Umoja. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and, and Kwanzaa, by the way, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's filled with beautiful ritual candle mm-hmm. lighting ceremonies mm-hmm. and all that, but the first thing you do on the day of Kwanzaa is you give a greeting, Habarigani, which okay. means what's happening or what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then you say the name of the principal. And as you just mentioned, today's principal is Umoja, which, which means unity. And this is all about sticking together and supporting each other through, through, through whatever. Yeah. Uh, the second principal you mentioned, Kuji Chagulia, a little bit hard to pronounce. Mm-hmm. These are all Kiswahili words. But this means making your own choices and hopefully responsible ones. But it also means sometimes standing alone or going your own way. Mm-hmm. Ujima, collective work and responsibility, this principle is about working together to solve problems. Imagine your whole neighborhood coming together, say, to clean up a park. That's Ujima. Ujama is cooperative economics. That's about supporting black businesses in your community. Nia, purpose, it encourages you to have goals and, and work towards those goals. And Kumba is creativity. This is all about using your imagination and being creative. And if you combine what, what I've been using lately, artificial intelligence, with kumba, wow, watch out. And then imani, faith means believing in yourself and your community, having confidence in the future. And each, each principle, I'm, I'm sorry, no. each, each principle yeah. is, mm-hmm. one principle is uh, celebrated per day. And we usually have the Kwanzaa ceremony right after supper time, mm-hmm. and then there's a whole ritual that mm-hmm. goes along with that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're exactly right. There's candles and uh, uh, certain uh, foods uh, that to go along with the celebration of Kwanzaa. There's, I believe, an ear of corn um, that is there. Uh, I mean, this is a, uh, it's really a very serious and when I say serious, what I mean by that is this, this is a very serious approach to what we're trying to do for ourselves, especially those who are African-American. Uh, anyone can celebrate Kwanzaa, but uh, primarily uh, it is uh, triggered towards, if you will, and I use that word, uh, but, but it really is uh, dealing with the African-American culture. And uh, Kwanzaa are Swahili words. And so... Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, a- a- absolutely. Matter of fact, it came out of the unrest in the in the '60s. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, Dr. Uh, Karinga uh, conceived that mm-hmm. back in back in 1966 after the Watts unrest. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Karinga felt something was needed to reconnect Black Americans with each other and with their African roots. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's very important to revisit our history during Kwanzaa and integrate it into the celebration mm-hmm. so that we understand our connections to that history mm-hmm. and our responsibility to unearth the truth about that history. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, black history did not begin with slavery, but in Africa. And when we celebrate African culture, we're celebrating the oldest and richest culture on earth. Dr. Karinga says we are to know our past mm-hmm. and to honor it. Mm-hmm. And we are to tell the stories of African kings and pharaohs and their many contributions to humankind. And so these seven principles remind us of who we are. And if we strive to live these principles daily, then we will have learned a valuable lesson from our African roots 
mm-hmm. and we'll be in a better position to assume responsibility for our children's future. Well, let me uh, take uh, a different approach uh, to this Kwanzaa. I mean, what, what are you talking about? Why do I got to learn about all that? Man, look, you're asking me to this uh, Umoja unity. Yeah, okay, I, I'm unified. I know my mom and dad. Uh, I know my brother and sister. Uh, but, I mean, can this really help me? Uh, as an individual out here in this world trying to keep a job, trying to go to school, trying to stay out of jail. You know, I'm a public defender, so I know how that goes, too. But uh, And the point of the matter is, can this give them some identity, purpose, and direction? Is Absolutely. that what we're talking about? Absolutely. Because, you know, each of the rules that, that I just went over, they all serve a very important purpose. And, and, and although Kwanzaa is rooted in African culture, Kwanzaa is non-religious and non-political, mm-hmm. which makes it inclusive for everyone who wishes to learn about African culture. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you really want to improve race relations, say, in this country, it's really important to understand people's culture and their history. And what better way to do it during a celebration mm-hmm. when it's, it's, it's Kwanzaa is also fun. There's music, there's laughter, there's there's gift sharing, there's food. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great way to learn about culture and to reconnect with the black community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's imp- it, I, I I agree wholeheartedly with what you you just said, um, Dr. Taylor. And if you want to know, this is Dr. Charles Taylor who I'm speaking with. Um, you know, bringing people together, because uh, I've been to several, and I'm sure you have too. I'm sure. Uh, some some several. Oh, what what is the name of that? I just lost it. When we come together, uh, well, when we come together, we have a, a karamu. It's a karamu. We have a karamu. Yeah, karamu. Karamu. Mm-hmm. And uh, food, part poetry, art, yep. reading, gospel song, Absolutely. clowns, a libation. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, the drummers. Uh, and, uh, and my wife and I even participated one year in it. As, as you know, we are Mr. and Mrs. Soul Santa. And <laughs> we were, we showed up uh, the day after Christmas. <laughs> Santa hadn't got back yet to the South Pole. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we participated in that. And you could see the kids especially young people who really were enjoying themselves and feeling the worth that they have and in, uh, in who their history is. Absolutely. And so it's so important to do that. You know, we have, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If you've been listening to us, it's the Tuesday 8 o'clock buzz on WORT 89.9 FM. And uh, I'm going to tell you, we'll take the second Caller, Jono, you want to give a number out, please? 608-256-2001. I think I said the second caller, but I think I misspoke. It's the third caller. So so you want to call in. We've got a Kawanza How to Celebrate in Your Home. Big, big, uh, for lack of a better description. Well, you know, I'm going to let Chuck Taylor describe what describe this Kwanzaa, how to celebrate in your home. Yeah, it, it is a big book because it's it's made it's intended for families to gather around together and and go through the ritual uh, together. But it's a, a very uh, beautiful book. It was a family project. Uh, it's it's literally used all over the, the country. And it, it walks people through step by step how to celebrate Kwanzaa 
uh, in your home. It shows you what cultural artifacts you need. It shows you how to uh, do every uh, daily ritual. Uh, there's a Kwanzaa pledge that I'd like to read later. Uh, but there, there's probably uh, not a more comprehensive book that walks you through step by step. Everything you need is in that book in order to celebrate Kwanzaa. No question about it. And uh, the third caller will be able to come into the Wart Studio, W-O-R-T Studio, and uh, get a copy of this large book. And just so you know, stay with me because I've got another book to give away. But today, right now, we'll just do this first one. All right? So give us a call. Uh, is there... Um, is this Kwanzaa thing makes black people separate from white people and they're just doing their own thing and other folks uh, of different backgrounds, are we playing this high and mighty role with this uh, Kwanzaa situation? And uh, no, we don't want no white people. No, no, and blah, blah, blah. No, uh, it's, it's not about that at all. It's just like any other ethnic holiday. And in, in fact, if, if you're interested in black culture, uh, I, I'd, I'd say if, there, if there's a Kwanzaa celebration in your community, uh, attend. And also, if you want to celebrate it in your home, uh, uh, be one of the callers this morning and get one of the, one of the free books. But that, that's the, the beauty of Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though it's a, a black cultural holiday, make no mistake about it, uh, any ethnic group can celebrate it. No question. The door is open in in terms of anyone wanting to find out what this Kwanzaa is all about. And uh, uh, and, and that's a good thing, just so you know. What about this, uh, uh, Dr. Taylor? Um, we've got a few minutes left now. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell, tell us about uh, how your thoughts are in talking to folks about Kwanzaa. Well, I've, I've been involved in Kwanzaa for at least three, maybe four decades. So it, it's been a minute. And I, around this time, of course, because of my book, I, I get calls to do Kwanzaa you know, shows or uh, come and do a Kwanzaa presentation and all that. Uh, and so Kwanzaa has, has been a, a part of my life for, like I said, the last mm-hmm. you know, 30, 40 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I've seen it s- sort of grow during that time. It's mm-hmm. really expanded. It's mm-hmm. Also in the diaspora, matter of fact, uh, almost every other year I'll get a call from London. Somebody will, uh, from a radio program, saying, we, we have your book. Uh, we'd like to interview you and mm-hmm. tell us about Kwanzaa and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. even London, the di- diaspora, people are celebrating Kwanzaa all mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been uh, pleased to be a part of that uh, for, for the, mm-hmm. the last 30 or 40 years. Is your book still available? It's still, it's still available okay. on, on Amazon, not the big version. Now yep. we have a, a smaller version, mm-hmm. but it still contains everything a person needs to know mm-hmm. about setting up uh, Kwanzaa. What would be the title? What's the title now? The, the, the mean, title is still Kwanzaa, How to Celebrate It in Your Home. Okay. C- can I uh, just say the Kwanzaa Pledge? Please. Because every night during the ritual, we say the pledge, and, and there's a, a Kwanzaa flag as a part of the ritual as well. Uh, but the pledge goes like this. We pledge to be keepers of our culture, wise in our decisions, active in our communities, mm-hmm. noble to our elders, mm-hmm. zealous in our efforts for, for progress, mm-hmm. advocates for our children, mm-hmm. and achievers in all of our endeavors. Harambe. And see, that's a powerful pledge, and that's a pledge that hopefully brings people together and gives you a purpose and a goal. 
And if people understand the true nature of, of Kwanzaa, I think more people would probably be uh, more receptive to it. And Harambe is a uh, African term for coming together. That's right. It means let's pull together. Mm-hmm. And I, too, uh, coming out of college, uh, uh, was involved with Kwanzaa. In, that was back in the 70s? <laughs> wow. I can't even remember See, you're ageless, brother. Right? There's no question about it. So, so it's a beautiful thing. Did we get a caller? We, we're looking for a caller? Okay, I think we have a caller. But guess what? We're going to get ready to close in a minute here. So if you want to call now, we're going to take the fourth caller. Kathy is our Minister of Communication. She will answer the phones in until she gets to the fourth caller and then you can come into the station and pick up this Kwanzaa how to celebrate it in your own home and you've heard Dr. Charles Taylor talk about it something that he has put together many 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 years ago that really helps educate and celebrate uh, this time of the year with Kwanzaa and my son uh, illustrated the, the the books the beautiful illustrations wow. and and, and uh, my daughter in law did uh, mm-hmm. most of the writing so mm-hmm. it's a family project you know the, the book is 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 a, is a is a big book this particular uh, uh, edition and you know for kids of all ages are really going to enjoy just looking at this absolutely and uh, because of its size which in, immediately draws attention to little peoples yeah. and. Uh, uh, and I, I just enjoy the fact that you have something like this. And I do have also another giveaway regarding Kwanzaa for a sing-along for uh, smaller people, if you will. Uh, but uh, we're going to do that in the next half of the show. So you got to stay with me. If you, can't, if you didn't get a book here, uh, you just may be able to get something for your children or for friends of yours who have children. Uh, regarding a uh, a CD uh, regarding Celebrate Kwanzaa Sing-Along. But I'm going to hold on to that until the next part of the show. Well, listen, Dr. Charles Taylor, I want to say, first of all, I've been knowing you for many, many moons, and I just want to thank you for what you do for this community and the time uh, that you volunteer meet different people, talk to different folks, uh, what you do, in addition to the jobs that you've had over the time. You are a professor. Uh, But the point of the matter is you've always given your quality, what you know, what you can bring together so that the community can know about these various things. And today we're talking about Kwanzaa. So I want to thank you for what you've done for this community, selfishly. Well, well, thank you. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. Basically, I'm an educator at heart, and so my whole life is about educating. Well, you heard him say educator, but what I call him is edumancation. <laughs> That's what he gives, edumancation, <laughs> all right? So you stay with me. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, we're back at you this morning. It's the Tuesday 8 o'clock buzz on WORT 89.9 FM here in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. I was going to say, well, we won't say that. It's just Madison, Wisconsin. I like to mess with the name every now and then, but I won't. And what I'm going to do, we're going to now get right back to the show. We're going to play some music. 
and uh, and that music is going to be Kwanzaa music, and I think this is going to be done by. Uh, Who's that going to be done by, Jono? Uh, Teddy Pendergrass. That's right. T.P. Teddy Pendergrass. And uh, he has a Kwanzaa song. We're going to play that. And then uh, when we come back on, I'm going to have some representatives, uh, if you will, from the Nehemiah Reentry Program. Uh, coordinator, that is Anthony Cooper. And uh, Anthony Cooper is... Uh, celebrating this time of the year, by the way. So he won't be on the show, but I will have uh, Aaron Hicks, uh, who also works with Anthony Cooper. And then I'm going to have a couple folks who actually have benefited from working in the Nehemiah Reentry Program. And that's just a couple of them. It's a very successful program, so don't get me wrong. But we're going to have a couple people in there. Dennis Franklin. And uh, we're going to have uh, Delilah McKinney. And the three of them will be here and we'll talk about uh, what this program is about. And more importantly, what it does for folks who have been incarcerated or have dealt with issues regarding the criminal injustice, (coughs) excuse me, the criminal justice system. (laughs) All right. Stay with me. It's a Tuesday 8 o'clock bus. We're back at you this morning. It's the Tuesday 8 o'clock buzz on WORT 89.9 FM in in, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. How about that, huh? As you're listening to our show, if you just joined it, we're talking about Kwanzaa because it it starts today on the day after Christmas. And today is the first day of celebrating Kwanzaa. Seven. Seven days of Kwanzaa, if you will. And if you heard the first half of the show, we discussed about that. But if you're just tuning in to us, we're talking about Kwanzaa. We're talking about uh, the first day of Kwanzaa, which is Moja. The second day is Kujichagulia. The third day is Ujima. The fourth day is Ujamal. And then Nia. Then Kuumba. And Imani. And we're not going to talk all about that because I'm going to put it, what I've just said to you, let's talk about for real in terms of individuals who have used these principles to become a better person, okay? And I have with me, uh, first of all, Aaron Hicks, who is with the Nehemiah Reentry Program here in Madison, Wisconsin. Brother Hicks, welcome to the Tuesday Bus. Man, good morning, Stan. How are you? Oh, I'm 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 am fine, man. It's best I can be for <clears throat> for a gentleman. <laughs> next, <laughs> next I have uh, Delilah McKinney. Did I pronounce your name right, Delilah? Yes, you did. Oh, look at my bad self. I'm good. <laughs> good. And welcome to the Tuesday Bus. All right. <laughs> Thank you. And last but not least, uh, well, let me see if I know this older fella, uh, Dennis Franklin. Dennis Franklin. <laughs> Yes, yes. Welcome yes. to the Tuesday Buzz. Man, thanks for having me. Okay, and I'm glad to see these fine people here 
who are prime examples of what we talk about with the Kwanzaa Seven Principles, but it doesn't have to be that. It's just about folks getting chances to be better than what they were and to move on as we all have to do. But let me start then uh, with my man, Aaron Hicks. Aaron, uh, just for those who are going, what, Nehemiah reentry, what do you mean reentry? Talk yeah. a bit about the program. Yeah, reentry is where we work with men and women um, coming home from prison and jail. Um, <clears throat> we get a chance to walk with those individuals through their journey coming back, um, being reacclimated into the community. Um, we get to work with them on some of their hurts, habits, and hangups, and just really try to strengthen them through that journey. Um, and because I've experienced it myself, it, it, it just gives me a better insight for the individuals I get the opportunity to work with. What about those who may say, oh, oh man, all you're doing is just meeting with these people. That once they've done something, they're not going to change. I mean, that's just for a little bit of time. Is it really that important? Can you really help people? How will you <laughs> respond to that? Yeah, change is always possible. Um, I always look first at myself and seeing that where I came from, what I've been through, so once I evaluated from looking at myself, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, change is uh, possible for all people. Um, there's no, no, no person who um, doesn't have, shouldn't have the opportunity for change. So that, that door is open for all individuals. Um, and that's a made up mind. So you have to have a made up mind and want to make a change. Um, no one can force you into that, but something that you have to have a desire to want to do. Well. Let's talk about a made-up mind. I like that. Uh, I'm going to start with Delilah McKinney. Delilah, talk a, bit, talk a little bit about this made-up mind that you have just heard uh, Aaron Hicks talk about. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a mindset. You want to have to change your life completely. I, um, I came to Madison from the Oneida Nation Reservation of Wisconsin and um, ha needing a support system that I didn't have on the reservation being formally incarcerated mm -hmm. and that was positive and um, structure and I found that out here so I had to make my mind up that I mm -hmm. I was going to separate myself from people including family mm -hmm. that still live that life that I want that I don't no longer want to be a part of mm -hmm. so um, it is it, it is a mindset well, what would you say to people who maybe who are listening to the Tuesday buzz uh, and who may have had some, some, who may have made mistakes. Why don't we say it that way? Because that's what it is. They made mistakes. Uh, and some people will say, boy, you done made that mistake and you ain't, you, your life ain't going to be nothing no more. <laughs> and, uh, and and that woman you with that made that mistake, she ain't going nowhere. They, don't nobody want to hire anybody that made a mistake like you. I mean, talk a little bit about that. I think that um, one mistake doesn't define the rest of your life. And it takes for you to make the changes and become the person that you want to be. And and that takes a lot of work and sacrifice because, like I said, for me, I had to leave, um, you know, a, a home and a place that I love in order to find stability and a support system because I want to live a different type of life. Well, tell me, what, what, what was the benefit uh, of you uh, being involved in the Nehemiah reentry program? Um, the benefit is the, the support system, walking with people that understand what I've been through, that understand what I'm going through, um, the anxiety, um, the barriers that we face. 
and and just knowing that language and what that looks like for me and and finding support <laughs> that can help me um you know be successful in life let me move let me move away from you for a moment and i want to talk to anthony cooper who who is uh, Dennis Franklin? He, he's not Anthony Cooper. I'm <laughs> reading too much on my. <laughs> See, that's what I get for drinking all it's, that coffee this morning. It's the beard. It's the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Franklin, welcome to the Tuesday Buzz, my brother. <laughs> Thank you for having me. But you just heard a little bit about Delilah said in terms of uh, her going through the program and what she's been turning around in her life. What about you? Talk a little bit about this program and what it has done for you, sir. Um, I originally came home in uh, June of 2021 uh, from a lengthy incarceration. Um, and one of my first stable residents was actually one of the Nehemiah houses. Um, and what it was able to afford for me was stability. And uh, it also gave me the opportunity to be around people who... Uh, having the same shared experiences that I'm having, but also to be able to form a uh, support network. You know, so I was mm -hmm. able to, uh, I was afforded the opportunity to be able to go to Man Up, uh, have a lot of uh, meetings with uh, Aaron Hicks, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, and it just was, it was mm -hmm. able to put me on a path of uh, responsibility and accountability at the same time. Aaron, I, I wanna come, come back to you for a minute. Really, I mean, can this program really help individuals? There's some folks out there, I'm sure, thinking, well, I mean, they get a chance to, to meet some people, get a few bucks or anything, or places to stay, as we just heard uh, Dennis Franklin say. But is it really helpful for individuals uh, who have went the wrong way with the law and now are back out in the community and, uh, and wondering whether or not they're going to be able to actually change their attitude and what the, and how they react? Yeah, it's definitely um, it's it's definitely room for individuals out there who need help. Um, that's what it's designed for to help individuals with some of their hurts, habits, and hangups. Um, <clears throat> and you know, you asked a question to Delilah about making a mistake. And in the group, sometimes we have conversations around just that. And interestingly, though, I always ask the question um, to every individual, what's the difference between a mistake versus a bad choice? <clears throat> Specifically, I ask that to men because we have a tendency to, to take the blame and give it to someone else versus accepting responsibility. And so... I try to get them out of the language of making mistakes. We make bad choices. We know what we're doing. Um, and so because I understand, I understand that we can be rewired. And so we want to take people's mess and turn it into their message. You know, I can tell you, uh, I've been married now for 38 years. Mm. And I have <laughs> learned about mistakes and bad choices, mm. just so you know. I understand mm -hmm. that very well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you hear that, Yolanda? <laughs> Let me get back uh, to you, Mr. Franklin, Dennis Franklin, and about about folks who have come out of, um, you know, dealing with the, with, the, with the law and, you know, serving some time and all that stuff. Uh, the point I'm making here is, is it, can you really change, uh, or is once a crook, always a crook, you know what people are saying? So that's where I'm coming from. Talk about that. Um, 
I don't believe that old adage of once a crook, always a crook. It, it absolutely comes down to choice. Um, and sometimes you don't realize that you have that choice until you put in a position where, you know, it's like, um, like I could just speak for me. I knew stuff was serious when uh, my last encounter was uh, with the United States government. And then I was like, um, yeah, this is this is that point in my life where I have to make a choice. And um, I chose to first accept responsibility for my actions, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that I've done. And I was able to grow off of that. Once I put myself outside of being a victim and accepting responsibility for uh, the roles that I've uh played in my life mm-hmm. you know and the choices and decisions that has happened mm-hmm. uh, I was able to grow from that and it took a lot of uh, s- you know self uh, mm-hmm. help it just took a lot of me looking at myself mm-hmm. and once I was able to uh, do that and just realize mm-hmm. that uh, once a crook is not always a crook you know that's a um, mm-hmm. that's a state of mind I hear you I hear you I hear you mm-hmm. let me let me go back to Mr. McKinney Especially a female, you know, and I say that respectfully, but what I'm saying is, uh, was, is it tough for you not only to, to have to carry the past baggage, if you will, so to speak, that you want to drop, but uh, being a woman and uh, being, being treated properly? Uh, I mean, talk about uh, some of the things that are probably going to be a little different uh, because you're a woman versus a man is where I'm coming from. You mean um, in the incarceral system or out here? Coming out, coming, coming out, out of the, in the coming out of the system that you were in, and then trying to trying yeah. to find a path. That, that, um, it's different mm-hmm. for women because mo- most of us are mo- mothers, and um, that's a really harsh reality to accept that you failed as a mom mm. to leave your children and um, end up in that system. And for a, a lot of us that were in that system um, that I noticed that that was a cycle that that we um, were going through the same steps that our parents, you know, it was mm-hmm. just, it was a cycle. And, mm-hmm. and, and that was what was most important for me was to break that cycle mm-hmm. because as I was sitting in prison, I realized that my daughter was going through the same path in the foster care system and things like that, going through family members um, that I did as I was growing up. And now I'm sitting here in the same in the same position. And and what does that look like for my daughter as an adult? Mm-hmm. And I knew that when I came home, I had to make changes because mm-hmm. I cannot let that same cycle repeat itself for her so i bring her to everything that i do i bring her to all all the events that we attend i want her to see you know when we're coming home they're mad the kids are mad they're angry because (laughs) we're supposed to be moms it's different i I think it's different for dads i can't speak for you guys but um the kids are mad at the as a mom you're not ever supposed to do that (laughs) so the bar- the barriers are different and then as soon as we come home like for me my daughter was in the parking lot of the prison and now it's just instantly you got to start providing again mm-hmm. so it's either you you know and, and that weight and that pressure can can um take a hold of people differently mm-hmm. so you could either go down different paths because mm-hmm. you can't provide mm-hmm. because of the barriers that you have as uh, with the record 
or um and for me it was that was not that was not acceptable i had to do whatever i had to do because when i was sitting in that place in that place I, I i remember telling myself everything that i did to get here i would be i would be happier sitting with the lights off coloring a coloring book with my daughter right now let me let me ask then uh aaron hicks uh with the program it's good to have folks come in and discuss their situations, their past, and their and where they want to go with their future. But is the program able to help individuals actually find, let's say, work or schooling, what they may want to do and things like that? Absolutely. Yeah, we work with individuals um, coming home to, to, first and foremost, to establish some type of employment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's a couple of ways we come at it. Um, so it's some hard skills. So we know people need work. They need a place to lay their head. Mm-hmm. But there's also some heart issues that have to be addressed as well. Mm-hmm. So it's some internal and external things that have to be addressed coming back home. And it has to be repetitive. One thing about reentry is, uh, you know, people think it's a one and done. But, no, it's a continuous on and on and on. You walk with these individuals. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it effective. Mm-hmm. If you only just do it once and that's it, um, Mm-hmm. then you, you're doing a disservice, and it actually will work in reverse for you. Mm-hmm. Do you keep uh, the opportunity for folks to come back and just once they get a job or going to school, they can still come back in and, and, and talk to folks in the program or talk to you in the program? Absolutely. We, mm-hmm. we, we always recommend that individuals who have successfully completed anything pertaining to uh, the work um, that's done by Nehemiah, we we always welcome individuals to come back and share their sto- story because, again, the goal is to turn your test into your testimony. So, Dennis Franklin, uh, let me ask you about this. Uh, you're an older man, and I say that respectfully, but I'm saying you're an older man, but we, we got these <laughs> young bucks, man. We got these young boys out here. <laughs> And uh, and what what is it that you need to say to these young boys, or what do you think should be done in order to deal with some of these boys? Some of these young boys, and I say that boys respectfully, young men, but they're not men yet. No, so mm-hmm. you're young boy. Uh, but the the point of the matter is, some of them come out of some situations in their home life and things without a dad or without a mother or with situations that are going on with their brothers or with their families and, and other situations that, teen, that s- tend to push them away from staying in school, trying to do some good, the right things with, with uh, their life at the age that they're at, and they want to go on and play the game that they see has been played by their family, friends, and things like that. I mean, talk about that, man. Um. Well, what's what's very important um, with that whole scenario that you just spoke about is that uh, I would have to bring it back to the older gentleman like myself. And the reason why I say that is uh, I've been in circles where uh, I've run into individuals and I'm like, well, you know, man, what's going on with you? And they'll an older gentleman to say, uh, I'm just staying out the way. And then I talk to another older gentleman. He'll say. Well, uh, you know, the same thing. Well, I'm just staying out of the way. So if he's staying out of the way, I'm staying out of the way, and all the older gentlemen are staying out of the way, who is there to show the way? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. We have to be intentionally in the way. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to um, 
talk to these uh, youth, these younger people. We have to be able to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, also show and lead by example. Mm -hmm. I could um, attest to the fact that the choices that I have made in my past have directly affected my future. Mm-hmm. And that's just the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would start from. I would start from older gentlemen such as myself mm-hmm. uh, to go out and just lead by example and show and stop staying out of the way. Because if I'm out of the way, you out of the way, and he's out of the way, then that's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well said. Well said, uh, Delilah. And what about that in terms of the female? Situation, and I say that you know, all due respect, in terms of because you know, there are differences in terms of you indicated even raising the children. What about that? Talking older uh, uh, folks, mature folks, being able to talk to to women in a manner and way that they've had some issues, and and now there's a discussion with them. I've been there, done that, or know about that. Uh, what do you think about that? I I think it's um everything that Dennis just said is it's facts like. We um, we get everything mm-hmm. from our older generation, mm-hmm. and and it, when you hear things coming from somebody who walked that walk, mm-hmm. it's it just hits different. Well, I'm gonna have to cut you off, and I'm gonna say respectfully because there's a lot of things that uh, you guys are doing that we here at the Tuesday Buzz want to say thank you mm-hmm. for the work that you do. Thank you for the time that you put in. You just heard Aaron Hicks, uh, Delilah McKinney, and Dennis Franklin of the Nehemiah Reentry Program. And uh, what is that? That, that is uh, that's under what churches? I mean, oh, uh, FOL Fountain of Life. Fountain of Life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now and that's in Madison, Wisconsin. If you know somebody that needs and maybe needs to get involved in this program, stay with me, and we'll come back and close the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we're getting ready to get out of here. We want to thank you so much. We want to thank also Dr. Charles Taylor for coming into the show about Kwanzaa, because this is Kwanzaa time. And also want to thank Aaron Hicks, Delilah McKinney, and Dennis Franklin for being with the Nehemiah Reentry Program and sharing uh, their thoughts and wisdom about that program. Let me tell you that uh, coming up next is uh, going to be... Um, what's coming up next, Jono? Three hours of folk music on uh, one fine morning. There you go. So before we leave, I want you to always remember that this struggle that we have here may be a moral one, or it may be a physical one, or it may be both, moral and physical. But it must be a struggle. Power concedes nothing without demand. It never did, and it never will. Frederick Douglass. That's in August 4th of 1857, and it's still true to this day. So, live your life like it's golden. Make it a good week, people. This is your host, Stan Woodard, saying peace. This is WRT 89.9 FM in Madison, Wisconsin. Listener-sponsored, Community Radio.